Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. So we say welcome to the studio, Lagos Talks 91.3 FM, and uh, you know it's a Monday edition of, uh, you know, what we do right here at 9 a.m. And uh, this time we should be going straight into Olua Kayade and the Guru, but today is a special view at whatever is happening in Nigeria. And what is happening right now is that today marks 99 days of the present administration, 99 days of uh, President uh, Bola Tinubu's government, and we're looking at the achievements the failures, the underachievements, maybe that sounds better. The achievements, the underachievements, we're looking at the good, the bad, the ugly. We're looking at all that has happened during this uh, 99 days. So the ent- entire week, like we've been announcing for the past one week, we're taking a look at different sectors, different, uh, uh, you know, activities and steps that he has, t- he has done, different subjects just to bring uh, to Nigerians uh, the kind of governance and information that we need to make things happen. My name is Olu Akade. I'm being joined in the studio right now by Mr. Godwin Etakibwebu, who is uh, here with me. And of course, we have our panelists who we'll be introducing very, very soon. 99 days today. Tomorrow is 100 days. But of course, uh, up until the 103rd day, we will keep talking about what this government is doing what are your views join this conversation right now on facebook at lagos talks 913 we are live on facebook at lagos talks 913 my panelists are there they're ready and uh, we're getting the show started but first the guru good morning to you sir good morning Uluwa Kayode. Mm. how are you doing not not bad at all sir not bad at all we're doing uh, quite well right here the guru uh, how have you been feeling within the past 99 days it's been 99 days of uh, unpredictability, one could say. It's been 99 days of uh, events that are happening around us because we know that uh, in these 99 days, so many things have happened. That many have said, well, this is good. And at the same time, some have said, this is bad. But we are where we are right now. What about you, sir? 99 days? Yes. Are you asking about the past 1990s? Exactly. Or the incoming 1990s? <laughs> ah, okay, you are welcome. This section is Olua uh, Kayode and the Guru. Good morning. This is Lagos Stock 91.3. Today we are having a shift like Kayode uh, has just announced. We've had President uh, Bola Ahmed Tinumbo on the seat as the driver. Of the national vehicle for the past 99 days quite a good time to evaluate quite a good time to ask the questions he started point is he doing very well are there are there indications that tomorrow might be better off uh, is there any hope within what he has done or he has not done to show that uh, nigerian will be moving towards all things being equal, moving towards uh, good days ahead, like Pastor Adeboye said yesterday, the general vice of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, who said yesterday that the naira shall soon become equivalent to dollar, or maybe higher than dollar, and he said it will actually happen. Either he was prophesying, I would know, or that he was uh, praying, mm. either it was a prayer point, Either he was prophesying, either he was making observation, but he spoke with authority. 
And as a man of God with authority who has been respected over the years, we want to think. To. So this is the time now to evaluate that for the past 99 years, by tomorrow shall be past 100 years. Wh where are we headed to? Where, did, where was that point we left? So these are what we are here to do. But first of all, let me give us what uh, I termed periscope. Mm. For a long time, we've not gone with the periscope. Of recent, the Federal Road Safety Corps with Lagos State Government have been tough on uh, car owners mm. or vehicle owners, let me say, but more of car owners. Because the plate numbers of those car of those cars have just been seen now that they keep on depreciating on daily basis. Maybe it's like when you use something like fake paint to paint your house. Mm. When the sun starts shining within some days, the quality of the paint is known, it's mm. reflective. So it fades away. Maybe if you use the type of paint that God in the Mifile used, he painted the Naira at a time that did not survived for too long before fading away. So plate numbers are fading away. The question now is that. The Federal Road Safety Corps are not organization owned by the federal government, 100%. That is responsible for vehicle, for safety, for driving on the road, for plate numbers. Has fallen so hard on drivers and their vehicles that they must be punished. Mm. The Lagos State, about a few weeks ago, had in fact charged some people to court for using fake, they call it fake plate number. Periscope today we want to evaluate that. In the first place, who printed, who owned the plate numbers that is allocated to owner of the vehicle? It is owned by the government. It is owned by the government. It is printed, it is manufactured. So if the son causes depreciation of the plate number. The car that the plate number is attached to is not depreciated, meaning the paint at the point of producing the car that is on the body of the car has durability, has stamina, has everything better than the, uh, the paint that is used for the plate number. Now, if the government that owns the plate number is now accusing the owner of the car, the government tax you that you must pay so much for your plate number and you paid and the government allocated the plate number and once it is allocated it becomes your property that is when you are selling your car you must not sell the plate number because the plate number is your property the government that manufactured the plate number the government that charged you that this is how much you are to pay for the plate number and now the plate number has been discovered to be fake or has no durability on the pay, the quality is lost. Who should be charged to court to be to be held responsible for that fraction, for that uh, aspect of the thing? Is it the government through the representative? In this case, should that be FRO uh, SC that ought to be charged for producing something fake and forcing the citizen to buy to pay? every money for that fake product but instead it is the government and that agent 
that brought the fake to the market that is now charging the citizens that you have to pay this much. And nobody's speaking in Nigeria. Nobody, nobody is talking. That no, let it go the other way around. So, Periscope will just be very brief because of the importance of what we are doing today. But we are not finished yet. Maybe next week, Monday, when the evaluation of the 100 days would have come and gone, we will return back to this issue. And we will not seek opinion. And what happened with the plate number is what is happening to many things in Nigeria. A situation that the government ought to provide this and provide that. And you, the citizen, you have you are asked to pay this amount much and in most cases there are no negotiation of your ability or your capability to pay for it or not you are charged to pay and you pay then every faction every uh, inadequacy of that subject is not coming to the to the citizen as a liability of the citizen i see no reason why the citizen should be made to carry vicarious liability of the fraud that is originated by the government so, but until we really establish this factor, and until many people will go to court to say, hey, come here, this should not be so. I think Lagos State Government and the Federal Road Safety uh, 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 Services of course, uh, oh, course, should stop that embarrassment. <laughs> the same way that the, uh, the vehicle inspection officers of Lagos State are still on the road today demanding for road worthiness your paper your this when a competent court with full jurisdiction in this country in this case we are talking of court of appeal had decreed by judgment i just use the word decree i know i'm not in gabon so i just use the word decree <laughs> had said in a judgment that the vio had no business going on the road not even to ask of road worthiness and even cars are not to be asked for roadworthiness. But you still see vehicle uh, VIOs spreading all over Lagos, still asking for this. Thing. I think time uh, for this to stop. Then finally, let me just remind us that General Onigwe Giyama, the man who is now the, uh, is he head of state? He declared himself in Gabon, I'm talking. Is he head of state? The, the, head of state. Uh, Kuno, head of state. Uh, he declared himself head of state. <laughs> Is a, is, is a matter of fact, first cousin to the man he dethroned. I'm not saying that it is wrong if you want to remove somebody who you believe is corrupt, that either it's done by first cousin or not. That's, but the military coup in Gabon has another angle, and that is the angle that could it be that the military came in to safeguard the property at the dynasty of the family? of the man they said they dethroned that is something the man dethroned himself is a man over the years has a battles hanging on him by saying that he was adopted from nigeria during the nigeria civil war but he has always refuted that that no he was not so we just have to look at that and look and this is be suspended also till next week Monday, and look at what has happened in africa within the next seven years we did the next, I'm uh, sorry, we did the last seven years. We did the last seven years, seven coups have taken place in Africa. Two in Burkina Faso, two in Mali, one in Sudan, Niger Republic, one, and now Gabon had joined. Is how, how, how serious a coup, the one that is coming from Gabon, this we are postponing till 
next week Monday, and this court adjourns. <laughs> All right, and that note, let's get into the conversation for today. Let's start uh, the conversation. 100 days or 99 days today and counting. What, um, how does, uh, how does your life feel? How do you feel? Do you feel like, uh, do you remember, wake up every morning believing that oh, I have a new president and I have hope? Do you wake up every morning believing that, uh, well, I have a new president and I don't even, it's, life is, be- is worse than it was? Or do you just wake up and all you tell yourself is, I don't even understand. Where are we going? But this government started on the 29th of May. Take a listen to how the government of uh, President Tinubu started. That no provision is there for fair subsidy. The fair subsidy is gone. And with those words, fuel subsidy is gone, everything, uh, like, it, it marked the new beginning. With those words, fuel subsidy is gone. Nigeria began a new journey. A journey to uh, where many are still uncertain about. Well, so, you could still call it a journey of uncertainties. Because before the President Buhari uh, government came into power, there were talks that Nigeria was heading uh, was nosediving economically. And President Buhari came, did what he could do. Nigeria didn't get that better. And now we have a new president. So with those words, and uh, things started, took a new turn. And you know, generally in life, words matter a lot. Everything has to be made, uh, was made through words. The power of words are important. Political decisions, social uh, uh, you know, advancement, economic achievement, for anything to happen. One man had to speak or give a directive. And uh, subsidy is gone. The president has spoken. Many panicked. Many others were excited, uh, saying, finally, the white elephant is gone. Some others, however, took uh, advantage of this because they saw an opportunity to harvest where they had not sown. But, or sowed, rather. But those words mark the dramatic beginning, like I said, of the government of the man that many described as the most prepared president Nigeria has ever had. 99 days into the structured ideology of this man referred to as the Jagaban. Beyond the pains that a lot of us feel, and uh, which many have likened to the, the trauma and the stress of labor, uh, which could lead to hysteria, um, if not properly managed, or the joy which some have also expressed. Uh, judging by the tough decisions that the current president has taken and which they believe will birth a new Nigeria. Let's hear what the experts have to say today and uh, about the leadership of President Bola Tinumbu. You've heard one of the experts who is here with us three times a week and uh, giving us insight and example of what he just did today is Periscope, uh, letting us know uh, from a different angle what really is happening. Uh, once again, let's welcome Mr. Godwin Etake Boebo. Good morning to you once again, sir. Uh, good morning to you. Second time we did in the next 30 minutes. Good morning to you. <laughs> and and good morning to our audience again. Yes, sir. Uh, worldwide. Mm-hmm. And our guests that are sitting far away from us but are with us technologically. Mm. Uh, I salute to... That's it. All right, so let's go all the way to Bayosa right now where we are joined by... Mr. Uh, James, um, 
Mr. James Ugochuku, he is a member, uh, should I say member, or he's uh, well, a, co- a co-convener of the Nigeria Civil Society Situation Room. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, my brother. Thanks for having me on the show again. All right. Thank you for joining us. And uh, let's go all the way to Kaduna, where we're going to a professor in the NDA, Nigeria Defense Academy. is a professor of federalism and strategic studies. Uh, that's Professor uh, Toba Alabi. Good morning to you, sir. We can hear you. Uh, if you could unmute yourself and join the conversation uh, this morning, Professor Toba Alabi. All right. Um, we're just waiting for him to unmute so that Nigerians could hear. He's joining all the way from uh, Kaduna. Uh, we can hear you. If you could just unmute yourself uh, so that we could hear you clearer. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you, sir. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you for making our time. Uh, we can hear you, but we can't see you clearly. Yes, now you're better. Great. And uh, Nigerians, we are live on social media. We are live right now on Facebook. B, uh, you can join us, watch us live from wherever you are in the world. And uh, just look for us at Lagos Talks. 913. That is where you join the conversation. We're joined by another senior colleague of mine who's here with us in the studio, but we'll introduce him to you later on as he'll be joining the conversation. Uh, but let's start today. Uh, the Guru. Yes, please. 99 days gone. Um, like the saying goes, hit the ground running. Day one, he appointed uh, protocols. Uh, four days into his leadership, he mm. appointed the SGF and uh, the chief of staff. Mm. Uh, ten days down, he started doing the reforms that he promised, where he signed, uh, a unif- he unified the judiciary retirement age. That was like ten days into that. few days after that, by the 17th day, we had the, the big deal about the unification of the currency. And uh, it goes on and on, appointment of essays and a lot of activities. Meeting monarchs, meeting company executives, meeting people across parties, across party lines, and uh, different ideologies. In your view, sir, um, of course, we'll be doing this together, but it's just good for you to talk before we bring the others in. How would you describe the president's first 100 days? Uh, the president, President uh, Ahmed Bola Tenubu, first 100 days is nothing but a complete mixed degree. Mm. Mixed degree. Like as you said in your introduction, yes, sir, which was nothing but fact, the most prepared of all the candidates for the office of the president of Nigeria, in my own interpretation, which I am entitled to, we are not robots, so we must not all conspire to agree on a point. Mm. The differences in agreement makes us what we are, human beings. Of all those that went into the contest, he was the most prepared man. Mm. I want to believe that for the past 30 years, this man must have laid his hand on the plow. Mm. And at no point did he attempt looking back. So, when he went into the campaign, he spoke with authority of a man that it was his turn to rule. Not re. Mm. To and, rule. Yes. Mm. And he came, he was to admit to us that the removal of subsidy at the date he did, at the point he did, at that time he did, that must have been around 11 o'clock or thereby, of 29th of May, 
uh, which was a Monday. He said it was not included in the speech handed over to him by Dilia Lake mm. and Edu. He said the spirit of boldness just came into him and said, the budget I inherited has nothing like subsidy. So consider subsidy gone. He demonstrated it even with energy. Mm. That became a statement very, very vital to deciding his e-coming years. Mm. Because by that statement, two things came as a fallout. One, as of that date, there was subsidy. Mm. As of 29 May, the subsidy that was included in the budget inherited elongated to 30th of June 2023. So when he said there was no subsidy in that budget, that might not be the truth. Mm. All right. So that became one. Okay. Two, he made the statement before as Ives data should, before thinking of the authorities, which will become palliative of the subsidy remover. Mm. It means some people will look at things like, okay, the authorities the, 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 uh, the that would have brought the thing with, that would have announced the removal with remedy mm. to Nigerians was not put in place. In place. All right, so sir. there's so, people so, now. Just so what, me, what we'll, do, we'll come back to the details. Just wanted an overview first. No, so no. that everybody gives an overview of how oh, the first 100 okay, days has but been. Please, let me drop this All as right. part of the overview. Okay. So, which me, it may not make people to ask a question. Was he still campaigning at that moment on 29th day of May? Of May right. Or what was he doing? doing? Okay. So let's go to you, Mr. James Ugochuku. You, 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 you were part of the election from the campaign season till the inauguration, and you were putting pressure on government, asking the government to live up to expectation, uh, telling the government what the people want. But in your view, how would you describe the first 100 days of uh, uh, President Bola Tinumbu? Okay, uh, thanks for having me once more. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead, sir. Okay, so uh, the first 100 days in office is a, a mix of uh, some achievements and uh, many expectations unfulfilled. Now, uh, just like your colleague said, uh, West are powerful, and if the West are coming from a leader, it becomes that much more. Uh, the root shock that he gave to Nigeria as a gift is that of uh, announcing subsidy remover. As we all know, in the 2023 appropriation bill, the subsidy regime continues till the end of June. Now, we should know that that may pronunciation can lead to a lot of ripple effects in a country that depends on petroleum for its existence use it for business uh, i mean for, for for transportation for running our business because we still have not solved our power problems everything revolves in it and immediately made that pronunciation even though subsidy regime is still remaining to the third set of that month we saw panic everywhere and the resultant effect is the jack up in the pump price now this is just a summary from that side and I talk of uh, the value of our currency. Now our currency is performing abysmally poor. 
in the forex market to the point that we are now having almost 1000 naira per dollar you know that one is dead the, that issue has not been solved as we speak that free floating of naira is not a well thought of uh, policy or if it's well thought of in their own uh, estimation we cannot say that the free floating has affected us positively in terms of solidifying our naira now let's talk of uh, unemployment rate it's so ludicrous that the current uh, national bureau of statistics uh, figure saying that unemployment has dropped. So I'm still looking for the indices they used in measuring that. But the last time I, I checked, most multinational companies like Glasgow, Midclimb are closing shop and leaving the country. Guinness is even being rumored that they are about to close the country. So where are they getting the figure from? Because we should have a, a government agency that should be telling us the truth. Yeah, Mina Khaled is the former, uh, former head of uh, National Bureau of Statistics used to give us punchy indices, realistic as the things are. The attack of foreign policies with uh, the issue of uh, Niger uh, Q and the ripple effect on Nigeria, the push by different uh, interests for Nigeria to go to war is still another issue. Uh, we are looking at a country that has not solved this problem, tinkering flirting with the thought of going to war to another country that is unthinkable and of course uh, despite the fact that uh, other uh, interest group like the northern senators forum the most northern group have advised against mm. that even the senate have rejected that uh, they are still push and of course there's this flirting of the thought of going to war to niger uh, and all that then insecurity uh, insecurity has not abated since uh, the First hundred day office, we still have many uh, local government under the occupation of the bandits and the non-state uh, actors. Hmm. Mm. Uh, 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 oh, well, we, we're having uh, connection cha challenges uh, there. Um, it was, can you hear okay, me we now? can hear you, you now. Let, come, come. You kindly wrap up on that. Go ahead. Okay, so yeah. I'm talking about insecurity that we mm -hmm. still have about 23 local government under the occupation of the non-state mm. actors. We had about 36 or thereabouts of our uh, military men being uh, killed in a plane crash, of which we have not been able to establish if the uh, the plane was brought down by bandits or mm -hmm. it was just a normal crash. So, uh, in summary, well, uh, the president. As, and his cabinet has a lot of work to do. Uh, and of course, even the forming of the cabinet coming at the last hours of mm. the deadline, uh, the deadline mm -hmm. is, is not commendable because I expected him, just as your colleague said, he has been planning for this. I expected him to have the list of his ministers and hit the ground running in the first 30 days in office. But voting dragging for almost 60 days is something that I, I cannot, uh, you know, place the reason why it is. Because the country that they inherited has a lot of work to do. They have a lot of patching to do. And uh, as we say, there should be difference between campaign period and the execution period. It's the execution period we are in. And this is a period that they should be hitting the ground running without blaming anybody. Because if you are taking over the mantle of leadership of uh, Nigeria, if you know what you are getting into, you should mm -hmm. not be referring to any past administration or whatever you get. Because you know all this. Before getting into it, so, right? I'm the best, and uh, I hope uh, another challenge to cap it up could be 
uh, the challenge of his legitimacy at the court. And that is why we in the civil society have been clamoring that uh, election petition should be done with before swearing in executive. Mm. Because mm. if I'm the one in the government, I will be distracted, you know, going to court, trying to defend whether I win the election or something. It's not an easy thought for somebody that is sitting on the throne. Mm. So that could be another, uh, another reason factor for that. All right. Distracting. I'm not holding brief for, for him. him. All right. Okay. Thank you for that. Let's go all the way to Kaduna, where Professor Alabi is joining us from. Uh, Prof, uh, let's hear you. Uh, kindly connect with us. Let's hear your thoughts this morning. The first 100 days, how has that been for you? All right. Prof, uh, if you can unmute yourself so that we could uh, have you uh, join us. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Go ahead, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is my second time of featuring this radio station. Yes, sir. Well, uh, 100 days or 90 days as the case may be, uh, we are now having the Tinubu government where he is gone. Hmm. And in the past 100 days or 99 days, a lot of things have happened. Okay. And I want to classify this into two, two segments. Hmm. But at the domestic level, the president has been able to form his cabinet. He has been able to appoint his ministers that will help him in running the affairs of the country. At least he was able to satisfy the 60 uh, mandatory days. So he has done that. Whether these uh, ministers will perform or not is a question of uh, let, I mean, let us wait and see what will happen. So he has done that. Then at the economic level, the removal of the subsidy is, is the major issue now that is you know, affecting Nigerians. You know, it has a lot of effects on Nigerians. The cost of living has risen so high. The inflationary spiral is so high. And the standard of living of Nigerians uh, you know, is falling. So, it's a major issue that uh, I think uh, the issue of the economy is a major one that he has to contend with within a very short time so that he can give Nigerians a new lease of life. You know, that's at the level of the economy because the economy is the structure on which all other superstructures are laid. If the economy is not strong, you can do little or nothing. So let's hope that the removal of subsidy we have a positive effect. But as it is now, uh, Nigerians are really in economic agony, hoping that things will get better. Then, um, in terms of security, I think, uh, well, it depends on where you are looking at it. In Niger states, maybe in Sahara and other places. There are issues there. But by and large, uh, I think uh, from Kaduna, Abuja, Aziz to Kano, I think things are getting better. I traveled by road in my car to Abuja last week. I couldn't do that in the past five years. So the issue of security is something that um, you have to continue to work on. So that, that's very sacrosanct as far as the issue of uh, Nigeria's development is concerned. When are the following the scene, well, everybody is aware of the 
coup in the Republic and uh, the threat of Ecowas to go into war with that country to restore constitutional order there. Well, I think the issue of going to war does not arise at all. So that's that's that. But I want to salute the courage of the president in making it clear to the coupists that mutual adventurism and praetorianism will not be acceptable in Nigeria, I mean, in, in West Africa. The military coupists, wherever they are, whenever they come in, they present a picture of uh, messiahs. At the end of the day, they worsen the situation. No matter the challenges Nigeria is having, or West Africa is having, or Africa is having today, we should at least, at least see her civil rule or democratic rule as the case may be. I'm opposed to a military rule. India has had its own challenges since 1947. It has military uh, forces. All right. They have never had intervened. Okay. So that, that's one. Then the issue of uh, the coup in, um, in Gabon, in Gabon. Is another one. But I want to say this. Those who that make peaceful change impossible, make violent change inevitable. If you look at most of what we have in Africa today in terms of election, in terms of uh, civil governance, they are mostly fraught. And until these issues are addressed, we continue to have this. Okay. So I think okay. continue to say that there will be no military coup hmm. in West Africa. I think uh, he has to talk to his other um, his other colleagues to see how. All right, okay, all right. Now, now let's come back uh, to the studio and just uh, have that conversation. Um, we, we've all spoken about the first hundred days, and it is safe to conclude from uh, all what has been said thus far that it is quite a gloomy ninety-nine days um, beyond. Is there any hope for Nigeria looking at the activities of this first 100 days? Does any, is there anything reassuring that Nigerians can hold on to that? Listen, well, with this, we, it could work. Beyond the, uh, the, the, the notion that is the most prepared, which a lot of people are complaining about right now, um, what is there to hold on to? Um, well... Yeah, um, um, let, let Mr. Aetaki Bwebu do that in the studio. We'll come back to you, uh, Prof. Uh, there are many things, I mean, we should not lose hope. Mm. I am very, very hopeful of a greater Nigeria. And that greater Nigeria is going to start somewhere. Is that hope coming from yourself, inspiration or from steps or body language of the present administration? Either it comes from my self-estimation or from somewhere, there is hope in me. But we are here to discuss the, f- nine, the first hundred exactly. days. So based on that, when palliative matter came, the same president who removed the subsidy when it was T-sub-existing came to say there will be palliative. And he jumped to the conclusion that 8,000 naira shall be paid to the poorest of Nigerians. Mm. And the the, the platform they used in arriving that was not different from the platform that President uh, Muhammad Buhari deployed all those years. Mm. Now, the whole world shouted 
And the man with the 24 hour withdrew that 8,000. He said, no, it should be work up. Many, he listened. He heard the people. And he knew what the place before them was not acceptable to them. That must be the reason. So we should not just oppose that against what would that be the procedure in the past 80 years under the APC. We should not forget something. What changed the command structure that changed was the individual sitting as president of Nigeria. But the same political party policy that brought Nigeria to the disaster level, which is APC, remains in power. Hmm. And he told us that he was going to continue with the Buhari legacy. Of course, that was reasonable for him to have been said as of that time. Because if he did not say that, the Buhari uh, Kaba wouldn't have allowed him, whatever happened, would have dumped him somewhere along the line. So for him, because for the past 30 years, Buhari will never review things like that. He will never. This man reviewed. He said... Hold on a moment. Okay, 8,000 naira. That must be error. Let us review it. That's number one. Number two, uh, informing board for NDDC. Mm. Just recently, there was great protest from Undo State. There was great River. protest from Cross River State. Yes. And the matter of it, and he saw what the people were presenting would be good. Mm. He changed the, nomina the, the, the nominees. He, he, he revised them. Again, that wouldn't have happened other president Muhammad Buhari because that one would have just said as if he had nothing, seen nothing, dealing uh, freely in the other room that gave him no time to operate at the upper room. But what so about the to Musawa? Me, to me. He hasn't done anything about that as I now. Hmm? The uh, minister for um, uh, the culture, Musawa. Okay. Uh, uh, minister. You, you want, we have a lot of guests in this show today. Yes. But if you say that uh Bolatinubu uh, has spoken to you through his representatives. They are now telling you that what happened with that woman mm. is that she's being called to serve, to, mm. to, to serve. And they are not differentiating when you are called to serve your country from where you are given an appointment. Mm. They are now telling us that she may not be having a structural salary, which is not true. If he's a minister, there is salary attached to that office. No, they are not telling you that he will, she will only be giving allowances in continuation as a uh, National Youth Service Corps member. I, yeah. I, I know that's not what we are going into, but just for clarity, does mm. it that mean that um, now, NYSC has given her a new... You, the, that will really take detail, uh, which mm. I am we, not willing well, to go now. Into today, because, yeah. But... You said he has not done anything reversal. Mm. He has spoken to you through his representative. Mm. And the representative are telling you, even imagine this man from Ibadan, uh, is it Adelabo Alao, who said that he served as a local government chairman without presentation of National Youth Service Corps. He served as a minister, minister of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, without presentation of a National Youth Service He mentioned another place that he served without it. To him, there was nothing in Nigeria that you cannot just throw into the sea. Mm. And don't forget, if you ask that question, don't forget that the, 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 the quality of Nigeria and its laws are being devalued on daily basis by every successive government. Mm. More so when we have gotten governments or when we started dealing with presidency that we have to come and affirm certificate or not affirm until God will help us where we shall come mm -hmm. out of that controversy. Mm -hmm. So, for the fact that he has picked a few things, 
which he announced as okay let us review them again it's an indication that he might if he continues like that he will want to hear from the people and if he reflects what the people are saying to me that will be an improvement but it is not left for the people never to sleep on their rights great that's a good way to anchor it. Let's go to you uh, in Bayosa, Mr. James Ugochuku. Now, with, with what uh, the guru just said, it is obvious that, well, he has listened to the people. And, uh, well, Nigerians might be up for a good governance at some point uh, to address our issues. But is that any indication that Nigeria will be properly run or has been properly run? beyond the policy mismatch like you you stated and how the policy has not gone in favor of the people as at now has nigeria been properly run constitutionally or have we broken any laws or uh, had any full powers as at as at now mr Ogochuku. okay i can hear you very well so uh what we are looking at here is uh a human being like us and uh, the good thing is he is quick to notice when people are having dissenting voice and of course uh, he turns around to mm. all right uh, that nature network a break uh, just a policy, uh, okay good. can you hear me please? yeah we can hear you now go ahead please okay so that for me is a good uh, indication that uh, we have a listening president of course his uh, cabinet members are uh, listening to what is happening. And uh, of course, those that have been uh, appointed recently know the humongous tax ahead of them. And of course, they know that they have a very politically conscious uh, society, more than what we used to have before. So conversation like this will be reverberating across the country, across the airwaves, across the print media, pointing out what they are doing well and what they are not doing well and that's the beauty of uh, democracy ability for the people to participate in the governance of their country so for me i'm optimistic and of course uh, i'm hoping that uh, as the new ministers are hitting the ground running they should be looking at uh, challenges in their different uh, ministries and fixing it as it is just some couple of uh, hours ago the minister of work said that any state governor, anybody that wants to fix federal roads should just let him know and he will give them approval within one hour. That can even give them approval on WhatsApp while they tidy up the, the <laughs> remaining uh, uh, remaining uh, uh, paperwork. paperwork yeah. These are the things that we are going to use to hold him responsible. If after the next 100 days we don't see... Uh, uh, federal roads being fixed. Yesterday I passed through East-West Road. It's still as bad as it used to be. I see the Sukuk bond uh, project uh, signpost across the road and I can't see any work going on there. So these are the things we should be looking at. Mm. The railways and all that are still there. We should be looking at that. The aviation sector, we should be looking at that. The health sector, I mean, name every other sector. So we are hoping that uh, these works are going to, you know, are to do what they are, they are the predecessor did. did. All right. Well, now, well, now you, 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 you've spoken about ministers. Since you're, I'm still on you, I'd like you to just uh, touch on this before I go to uh, Prof in Kaduna. Now, you've spoken about ministers and uh, the expectations. But look at the process of appointing the ministers. Look at the ministries that we have. Look at the choice of the individuals heading these ministries. 
What does that say about the president's plan and uh, what the, the, the future of Nigeria? Can anything good come from these ministers? I think uh, when it comes to the appointment now, excuse me, we are looking at uh, commitment on the part of the ministers. Very few of them are new and uh, very few of them are or most of them are uh, ex-ministers, not to talk of those that are being state governors. So the point I'm making is that they have enough experience to run any ministry that they have been given to. Talking about square peg in square hole, well, I'm not in that school of thought that uh, you must be a lawyer before you can be in a particular position or engineer to be in a particular position. That's why you have permanent secretaries and advisors and all that. It takes commitment from you as an elected minister to carry out your duties. That's exactly what I, uh, 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 my own thought is. So for those of them that are ex-governors, of course, uh, administration is not a new thing to them. So we should be holding them squarely accountable for their, uh, their performance or lack of it. So for me, the ministers were, they've been appointed and I cannot say that this one is good or not. They major. What I want them to do is to shock us that, yes, you right. think I'm, I'm not good for this, but I can do better than this. Mm. For instance, now, somebody like Festus uh, Kayamo, who are hoping that is going to be uh, appointed as a uh, minister uh, of justice and yes. attorney general, but he was given the aviation minister. Fine. A uh, lawyer like uh, Fanny Kayode was given an aviation minister at some point. So what does it take it's for him to consult with all the MDAs and have the political will to perform very well? Mm. Our departments are in shambles and they are hoping that these ministers are going to hit the ground running without any further ado to put this uh, in place uh our ministers as well out of uh, the need to get youths include uh, included in this government the president are going to pick even the serving nyc members and ministers so for those ones now representing the youth who hold them responsible if they don't perform very well because we are crying or uh, agitating for the inclusion of youth in the governance of this country. So let them not be a bad example as minister. They should perform very well so that by the time we are sort of doing sort of okay for youth, everybody mm. will support that it's uh, youth o'clock. Mm. All right, all right. And uh, we have uh, uh, a guest who's joined us. Well, should I say a guest or a part of the family who's joined us in the studio uh, to be a part of uh, today's conversation? You know that uh, he appears twice a week. And uh, knowing how dear Nigeria is to his heart, he decided to uh, give us uh, a surprise visit in the studio this morning. So we'll bring him on to also um, lend his voice to this conversation on governance. His name is Mr. Adeni Ikunu. Good morning to you, sir. Uh, good morning, Kairi, and I want to say thank you for having me in the studio today. Great, great. Thank you for coming through. We do appreciate your time you're spending yes, with sir. us. So, uh, so largely, looking at where we are as Nigerians, we were speaking about ministers, and we're wondering that um, ministers have been appointed. We've seen some ministries removed, some new ones. Uh, nomenclature of, of uh, ministries have been changed. Uh, it seems that some ministries have been refocused. Some have been divided, separated. You know, solid minerals, the ministry on its own. In your view, um, what looking at the directives or the direction of the president as it pertains uh, with ministries, what do you think the president wants to achieve? What do you think is the core of the president? Reading 
the choice of ministers and appointments. Well, I have my challenges uh, defining what the president wants uh, because um, I want to latch on to what Guru said. Okay. Uh, he particularly mentioned two policies, one of which, of course, is the petroleum industry and what happened there. Now, according to the rule books, uh, we're talking about um, the implementation of the Petroleum Industry Act that should take effect since 1st of July 2023. Mm. Um, if, for instance, they talk about the end of subsidy, which, first of all, the president violated, uh, because when you assumed office and you mentioned that, you would have also clarified that there is subsidy according to the arrangement of your predecessor up until the end of June. You didn't do that. Now, the president assumed office and removed subsidy effectively. But there's a challenge here. And the challenge is Section 139 of the Constitution, as well as Section 142.2, prevents the president from actually even holding another office. So if the president has declared that all other ministries have ministers, why is it that we don't have a substantive minister of petroleum resources? That is first. Uh, The president should have actually implemented since 1st of July the Petroleum Industry Act. Uh, we know that the country intends to get about um, $3 billion from the Afrexin Bank. And uh, recently, the National Security Advisor told us that about 400,000 barrels uh, get missing every day, which is to the tune of about $4 million U.S. dollars. If we did a calculation of that, we, di- we wouldn't have been needing to go to the Afrexin Bank. That's one part. Then we also are aware that from properly documented proof and findings done, the unlocking of the Petroleum Industry Act would have helped Nigeria to get about 50 billion US dollars in investment. So if we have opportunity of getting 50 billion dollars in investment, why are we not implementing it? Then at the same time, if you're talking about not having a minister, the Petroleum Industry Act demands that there is a minister and not the president. Section 139 prevents the president from holding another executive role, which of course is a ministerial position. And Section 147.2 also requires that if anybody is to become a minister, the person has to be screened. So not having somebody who is a substantive minister is actually in contravention of whatever it is that the president wants to do. So for me, you cannot remove subsidy on one hand and you allow PIA to go to the dust on another hand. So that is one part where the president has done done all right. Now, within mm. the same period, sir, okay. within the same 100 days, this president has given lawmakers palliative, as announced by the Senate president. The president has not deemed it fit that even if he has given the matching order for states to provide the social register, the social registers are already ready and the palliatives have been given. Now, labor will likely begin strike tomorrow based on failed promises. So I'm just looking at all of this. No matter what the president has done with his intentions, I think that the rule books are very superior to whatever it is that he intends to do. I respect all the difficult policies in bringing out, but what is it that he's using to balance the scales of this difficulty? Mm. I've not seen. So right. when we talk about leadership, uh, empathy is very key. Sympathy is equally key. And understanding that these people are dying every day. Our friend in Bayelsa initially talked about uh, the recent statistic churned out by the current statistician general of the country, I think it's all falsehood. When you have wars, things are not the same economically. It affects the, tra- the stock exchange market and every other thing. So when you have all of these things affected, how are you saying that there's an improvement? We have more people lose their jobs. All right. So how do you tell us 
that the figures are good. And I think that if anybody ever deserved an extension of time, it is, of course, Dr. Yemi Kale, the former statistician general of the country, who mm. kept bringing out the figures regardless of whatever anybody tells mm-hmm. him. So I think that President Bola Ahmed Tinubu needs to do a genuine review of how he has led the country. If he did a genuine review and is humble enough, because when you do a genuine review and you find yourself wrong, you don't allow your ego stand in your way and mm. you don't only read executive summaries, he will understand that he has not given the real deal to the Nigerian people. That's All right. what I want to hang it Okay, so thank you for that. Now, let, let's go back to Kaduna right now. And uh, Prof, you are a professor of federalism mm-hmm. and uh, strategic studies. Now, in your line of studies and year of service to Nigeria and uh, all the researches you've done, what does the Constitution say about a, a national service personnel serving, taking up an, an appointment as a minister of the Federal Republic. Is that allowed constitutionally? Can you unmute and go ahead with your conversation, sir? So much. Um, before I comment on that, I want to talk a little about the, the appointment of this minister. Okay, sir. Yes, because uh, the National Assembly was a blind review if the president is sending a list of ministers to the National Assembly to the Senate to be precise, I was thinking that the portfolio, their offices should have been attached to each name. So that when you want to question them, you want to interview them, you know the right questions to answer, to ask. But in this case, it was like a black one. So for me, that was a very serious problem. And like this, um, uh, like this big uh, copa you are talking about, if as of the time she was being screened, everything was clear, okay, you'll be appointed as this minister, as this and that. You know, the, the Senate members will have been able to ask relevant questions. So that's a major flaw as far as this appointment is concerned. Well, with regards to the president, about uh, being a listening person, I think um, he, is, he is a good listener. When the uh, Nigerian Labour Congress and the um, uh, Trade Union Congress, when they are having problems and they threaten to go on strike, he met with them one-on-one. For the eight months that uh, Asu was on strike, President Buhari never met with them. So to that extent, I think the president, as a listening president, we have a lot of things achieved if it continues uh, within that uh, respect. Whereas for federalism and the appointment of uh, a well, I think that one will be left to maybe the lawyers to interpret the constitution. But what I want to say about federalism here is that the distributive federalism we have currently, in which is 774 local governments in Nigeria, and it has six states uh, governments we, we go to the center every month to distribute the resources we never make Nigeria to develop. The other time I said that the economy is the infrastructure on which all of that infrastructures are laid. When Buhari was there, everything was difficult. Tinubu is there. The, everything is difficult as well until we go back to the basics. 
And these basics are the Nigerian economic uh, challenges. Nigeria is a monocultural economy. Overwhelming uh, aspects of our budget depend on the petroleum sector. Until we diversify this, this uh, our revenue economy uh, by economic base and bring the solid minerals and other and the other stuff, Nigeria will not develop. Now, the president can ask, act within the limits of the economic resources of the country. When you depend on only one resource for whichever programs you have, nothing will change. As for the removal of the subsidy, I want to talk about that. That, for now, is the right thing to do because we don't do that. The sheer weight of the economic problems we'll be having we make it difficult for Tinubu to run the government. We can't continue to borrow money. So when Buhari was there, it was borrowing and borrowing all the way. What happened? Things continue to get worse. The only aspect of this uh, palliative that is concerning to me is not having sufficient palliatives for the citizens of Nigeria. That should have been done before you start thinking of removing the subsidy. But by and large, whether Nigerians will have a better lease of life depends largely on the government. Now, these little palliatives that he has come up with have been given to the government. How they are going to administer these palliatives is very critical. If Nigeria is ever going to develop at all, the state governors have a lot of work to do. Because about over 90% of Nigerians come under their rule and control. And if you look at most of the activities of these governments, they are scary. Salaries are not paid. They are owing salaries and so on and so forth. So there is a little the president can do. He's only supposed to set the framework and uh, come up with the programs. But the majority of the work can only be done at the state government. Well, okay. for the issue of copper depends on that one is not a serious issue as far as uh, the the, uh, the economic crisis and the national affairs of Nigeria are concerned. concerned. Mm. All right, then. Now, now let's come back to the studio, sir, and uh, the guru on the the appointment made by President uh, Bola Tinumbu. When you see these appointments and you see what the the steps. Or the directives of the appointment of the, the president, which is okay, we have in solid mineral, and you see the, the the class of the personality that handle a lot of these ministries. What comes to mind? Is it business as usual? Is there anything new coming out of? Uh, are we looking at the birth of a new Nigeria? Shouldn't we be waiting for the end to justify the means? Because the saying is that let the end, the end. Mm. If I break your head, break your leg, and able to drag you to an end of successful government mm. displacement, then the breaking of your legs, breaking of your head, mm. which at the initial is nothing but reflection of criminality, mm. will be justified at the end of the day. If I didn't do this to you, I wouldn't have been able to bring you this here. Yeah, so I, I'm asking now, this, sir, just, just to answer to Butters. You know, there's this saying in Yoruba that you, the older ones, say that. Mm. Uh, and uh, there's another one I can't remember. It just escaped me while I was trying to mm. keep in this. So, should there be an indication? Is there any indication at now, all? 
I have said something where the names were mentioned. Okay. It is it that every person Buhari appointed as a, uh, as a minister. You cannot refer to one that, oh, uh, not in the head. No. In their own eyes, they must be brilliant somewhere. But however, the body language of the man appointed them told them the course they should take. And they took that course, and that became the course of sitting down aggrandization, taking everything that came their way, mm. not depositing it at the benefit of Nigerians. That is number one. Number two, let's go back to Madame Yu Kopa. Mm. Either the, the president attached ministerial portfolio to the review that would have taken place or that took place in the Senate or not. Mm -hmm. When people are nominated to become minister, they, their names are not... The first port of call is not the Senate. The names are sent to security agencies. Mm. And we have about seven security agencies doing this, coordinated eventually by the, 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 the DSSS, Directorate of State Security. The police has role to play, the Navy has role to play, the Army has role to play, even the security defense has role to play. Then the military intelligence, the directorate of military intelligence, play a very, very great role. The DSS now coordinates, even the NIA, which is what CIA is to America, because DSS is to Nigeria, what FBI is to America. The NIA plays role. Then the security, all the security report will now be coordinated by uh, the DSSS. And when it is, when they finish with this, they send through copies, five, uh, five uh, duplicated in five places, mm. to back to the president that this is our finding. Don't forget, this was what Hook Magu, Ibrahim Magu down. Why he could not become chairman, executive chairman of EFCC. He acted for five and a half years and it was true now. Then the president, by law, by law, will now attach the reports to each of the nominees file to the Senate. Now the question is this all the security agencies in Nigeria, including the DSS that coordinated, did not know that this woman had been assigned in a batch number of service at the time, in a year, with the mandating number of years that she must serve, or due to every other you copper must serve, because it comes in a batch, and you have mandatorily, legally stipulated number of months you have to serve, mm -hmm. that it was done in 20-something, and the woman did not finish, and the law was specifically mandatory of what such person who escaped, or who absconded, or who went whatever must be done to so are you saying that this uh, all these security agencies did not attach this report mm. nor did they not know that uh, the woman being nominated is now serving in another bash did mm. they not know so it doesn't matter either portfolio is attached or not the security report are, is there must be there. but, but so it, having said that yes let's come back to the question you asked me uh either those appointed now confirm and appointed yeah. now Either they are every good reason to believe that we will land in Edora. No, no, not just about them. I mean, the appointment, the choice of the ministry. Yes, the ministry. What's the focus of, yes, yes. The, the president in that? I will give you only one example. B. 
Before now, every person believed that Dele Alake would be mini, a minister of information, mm. strategic, uh, and co. Because that was the office he had when he was in Lagos. His was the first office of information that, uh, minister of information, that an attachment was made, strategic. He was the first person yeah. in Nigeria to gain that. Okay. Before even the corporate uh, organization, individual corporate organization, now started appointing manager for strategic this information. But what happened? At the tail end, we now discovered that a lack of image in uh, mineral resources. Am I right? Solid. Yeah. Solid, yeah. solid, solid mineral. Solid yeah. mineral. And there must be reason for that. Because daily Alake is a man that President Bola Ahmed Tinubu has much confidence upon. Much. Even as a commissioner, he made him to act as governor when he was going on leave. As against the Madame, the Madame Paint, who was, uh, uh, who was uh, the <laughs> deputy governor then. So, he tells you that uh, President Mom, uh, Bola Tinubu would have discussed with Dela like he said, Dele, you are not coming here. Go to this place. Mm. Because if the truth was, he had come out with a roadmap and he announced to us that the GDP, 50% of it, funding of the 50% of it will come from that ministry. Mm. And as a matter of fact, if you know what is happening in Zamfara State alone, if you know what is happening in Zamfara State alone, if you know what is happening in Borni alone, mm. where there is a gem that is the costiest in the whole world, and that is where, which was why Boko Haram was born. If you know this, then you will say, oh, the president will get on. And right. if you uh, listen to what Dele, um, Dele Alaki has just said now, yes, you will know. But performances beyond this, goes beyond this moment of celebrations. Mm. It is continuity in doing the writing. Right. And that will be detected by the man who appointed them. them right. If the man in between the light tells them that, this is what I will talk in public. Mm. If you bring me to something, we are in trouble. Then all of us have been victim of our casualty mm. of ecosystems. All right. So uh, l let's go to Bayosa, as uh, this might be some of the ra the closing remarks as well, uh, where we have uh, Mr. Ugochuku. Mr. Ugochuku, you've seen this president uh, talk about, uh, you know, a special investigator uh, set up that office to investigate CBN and other related uh, agencies and activities. Um, you've seen that take place. And looking at the security as well, having three persons, three key persons, two former governors who were in charge of states that were plagued with high level of insecurity and uh, a respected, reputable uh, security expert in person of Nuhu Rebadu. Um, let's merge these two together. In terms of security and uh, corruption, what has been the president's performance and uh, reaction thus far? What I see is uh, just of what has been happening uh, all over the uh, in previous administration. You see, uh, Buhari administration came with the mantra of uh, fighting corruption and, rest and wrestling corruption to the ground. And of course, uh, I did a project for four years out of four, uh, eight years of Buhari administration on anti-corruption in this country, covering up to 10 states. Uh, including working with the EFCC, with the same Magu you know, we worked together and all that. And I was surprised when Magu is being held down for anti-corruption. It was an anti, I mean, for corruption, it was an anti-climax for me. 
So, mm. uh, personally, I don't get carried away with all this because uh, to listen to what is happening in the Mifele case now, they are mostly the issue of uh, play bargain and all that. And the situation where we have this play bargain, what it will do is to embolden the next person to steal as much as possible, uh, get arrested in some kind of uh, media trial charade, and at the end of the day, uh, they settle everything in uh, a play bargain arrangement. So long as we are going in cycle like this, we can never get any problem solved. And that gets back to the issue of the appointment that we have now. Appointment in this country is 40. We have a society where we have assessed the running of the government to the politician who say most of these ministerial appointments are compilation of uh, political interest. And by the time they put them there, they are there to fulfill the interest of those that nominated them for that appointment. So we should be looking at practicing our own version of democracy, which is somehow technocracy when it comes to running uh, the government. By the time we are done electing the leaders and all that, then when it comes to running the affairs of the state, we're looking at technocrats that understand this particular uh, task of running the government. Or we look at people that are completely free of any political leaning and all that. So now coming to security, yes, having no Uribadu is fine. Uh, there's no law that says that uh, a former police uh, officer cannot be the NSA and mm. all that. But we're looking at performance. Okay. They have the guts to uh, nip the, I mean, to go for the jugular of those that are causing insecurity in this country because uh, we are privy of the fact that they have the dossier in their kitty. We know those that are sponsoring terrorism. The UAE have conducted uh, some Nigerians. Same thing with uh, Interpol and all that. Can they go after these guys so that this issue of insecurity can be solved? Okay. Mm. The man that is Minister of Defense now failed woefully in ensuring that there is uh, security in the state and there's now Minister of Defense. So maybe we need more power and that power has been given to him now. So we are hoping that uh, this time around maybe he's going to read it uh, seriously to ensure that uh, we uh, call this insecurity uh, across the country. Whether we like it or not, most Nigerians are still suffering under insecurity. In most states of the north, they are still under the occupation of these bandits. In most states of the north, some of the uh, indigents in their central home have been turned to slave by these bandits in a gold mine and uh, all manner of mines across the country. So it's something that the NSA and the service chief and the all the people saddled with the responsibility of protecting this country should close in on this bandit. Because if we are most in the idea of uh, invading Niger to restore democracy, and we can't solve the insecurity in our, in our country, that is the question if we are actually serious in fighting the insecurity in this country. It's not an uphill tax. Why they are calling Nigeria to come and lead their commodities that they know the capacity of Nigerian military. Prof is there in NBA. He knows the capacity and the kind of training they give to Nigerian military. If they are serious, in covering this insecurity won't take more than one week. This bandit will be done with. So the NSA, the uh, SSS, the NIA, and all all the ones involved to mm. ensure that they take this issue seriously because if there's no security in this country, all these things are talking. There's nothing Tinubu can do. All right. Tinubu cannot go and administer the uh, 
the administration there. Mm. Tribu cannot be in Bayesa or in Southeast. Mm. Everybody All right. Okay. All right, Mr. Ogochuku, coming to you, uh, Prof, and uh, on, on that note of the governors, Tinubu not being able to go to all the states, uh, in this country of ours, do we have, what? what is our understanding as Nigerians, what is our understanding of our governance? Which role does the governor play? Does the failure of the president um, have... Uh, can it be influenced by the non-challenge or non-performance of governors? Or can the failure of the governors be influenced by the non-challenge or non-performance of the president? And thus far, um, does it look like we might get uh, a proper relationship uh, between the president and the governors to take Nigeria to that promised land? <laughs> I see the guru shaking his head that no. Uh, do do unmute uh, kindly, sir. Kindly unmute your your uh uh your device before the guru is shaking they say are, are you shaking in disapproval or <laughs> oh the we seem to have lost prof there the line is uh frozen there but the guru let, let me bring that question to you then when prof joins we'll, we'll come back um the governors the presidents how do we move on do we see a relationship that could bring about the change required in nigeria one of the greatest organizations in Nigeria today that will always be the greatest enemy mm. of practicing democracy or democratic institution is the Nigeria Governors Forum. Mm. It is the Nigeria Governors Forum. We are deceiving ourselves. For example, constitutionally, many things have gone wrong. Okay. The Constitution recognized that there are three tiers of government in Nigeria. The federal government, the state mm. government, and the local government. The same Constitution now equally certain, uh, uh, gave approval to monthly meeting of cherry money from FAC. Or what do you call it? Mm. Federal Executive uh, uh, Allocation. Uh, right. Um, now, and the same Constitution now provided that only one account must be operated between the state government and the local government. Mm. And these, they are tires of government equal and uh, appropriately sharing the same, given the number of people and the land. And the concern had shared the responsibility between the exclusive and the corporate list. And now the same concern is that your 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 allocation, the money to you, mm. we go into one account. And the constitution, therefore, at the initial, without pronouncing, recognize senior brother in this mission. Mm. Now, a local government chairman had re just raised an issue in August State, say, my governor have always been diverting this. It now takes the DSSS to move in, to be tormenting that local government chairman. Mm. And you will not hear any anybody to speak from that local government that no, this is what is happening. Which of the local government do you see working? And the facts remain known that the the governors muzzle the local government chairman. It is a well known fact. We should not run away from it. Even President Buhari, even in non-active posture. He told us on television one day that he knew a particular governor who is a very, very close friend of his, that he knows what he does. That whenever he collected the money, he will now invite the local government, come and take your money, it has arrived. 
And when you get there, he will give the paper, first of all, sign that you have 300 million. It, President Buha, it was President Buhari that told us this. And he made sure that the mm. governor was his personal friend. He now said that when the man, the man will now sign for 300 million. After signing, when the governor would have collected that paper, which is now evident that the man collected mm -hmm. the money, he will not give 100 million. Another local government chairman, a, a princess in Ondo state, let me not mention the name in Ekiti state, equally came and level allegation against the governor then, uh, John Fayemi Kaudi, and that this is the amount I receive every month from him. And I signed paper for this amount before I received it. The one in uh, Ogu State now, the man probably will be la lavishing in the detention center, mm -hmm. uh, what they call the Yellow House of DSSS. Who has spoken? So, the governors, they are the greatest danger. Now, because we talk of the federal government only, we talk of the federal government. If you look at the sharing formula, how much is the uh, federal government getting? How yeah. much goes to the state and the local government? But the governor now will combine the state with the local government together mm. into his pocket. And they will decide things. And if the president is not willing to do what they decided, they blackmail the president. Wow. In most cases, they blackmail them. All right. Eh? So the synergy that we are thinking now, under the president, it takes a man with the type of heart that uh, the uh, uh, Wu from Egbaland uh, yeah. uh, uh, has, uh, or who is a principality and power, On to, its own. to deal mm. with them. But otherwise, they are easily blackmailing. For example, when the matter of who we run came, it's only three governors that sat up and said, mm. okay, it will All be right. for our best interest to do this. And they did it. Mm. Well, I cannot see the answer to what you are the, 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 for. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I see you just narrated. I didn't want to focus on, on that. Okay. So uh, we, we need to bring this home. We're actually eating into the time for the midday show. being a Monday. And I would like to thank everybody for coming. Um, but as we bring it home, uh, let's touch down in Bayelsa. If we still have uh, Mr. Um, Ugochuku right there with us. Uh, Mr. Ugochuku, I think we've lost um, uh, the... Prof, in, a, in we just lost him there. The Thank network, God, rather. This, this, this is coming. To, ah, Gochuku is back. Yeah, Gochuku is back. Oh, what, this prof, is yeah. the, losing the prof is coming towards the end of the of show. the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So, Mister Gochuku, looking at the way it is now, um, what must the president do to do to achieve two things? First of all, uh, reignite hope in Nigerians, and secondly, achieve and run a very successful government what must he do is it does it have to do with ministry is it a policy is it a directive what really must he do if you can do that for me in like one minute i think two things uh, you need to look at the policies and then secondly you need to look at the, uh, the directives mm. policy in the sense that they should not be in a hurry to perform because it is his quest to be in a hurry to perform that is giving him all this policy uh, so much of that is having. So if you think his policy deeply with think tanks and not political jobbers before he jump into the, the the press and start telling people that this is the current policy. Look at the palliative issue, for instance. Now started from 8,000, now you are back to 5 billion per state. And the question I'm asking is that did he learn anything from the uh, COVID-19 palliative? And that's mm. if he did. Because as we speak now, we are putting an eye on the state governors to know what they are going to do with the five billion palliative that have been given to 
the country. So he should review his policy. So it will take him the next three months All right. um, to, to do his policy, to review his policy. That will be fine. With okay. Tanks, All right. Class. Then finally, directives to give matching orders with uh, reasonable scorecards to all the ministers that he has us uh, appointed. Most mm. of them are doing party to celebrate the appointment and all that. As if they don't know that there are serious work to do. <laughs> We're not, uh, we didn't appoint them to do parties. They should hit the ground running and these are the directives we should right. give them. Okay. Especially that of uh, Petroleum, which I'm sure is going to put himself as a minister. And okay. that of uh, security and the economy should give these three people matching orders to ensure right. that they put this country back in. Okay. Track. And now, when it comes to economy, we don't know if to box all the solid minerals and coal under that. But, Mr. Kunu, we're going to feature you a lot in this. Uh, so much uh, to discuss, but definitely we'll have more time for you. Uh, let, let's wrap this up in one minute for me. Well, I, I just have to say that um, the age of stupidity should be over. And that mm. everybody should come into the consciousness of wanting to help provide solution. Um, we keep referring to the facts of the matter when we talk about Nigeria. It only behooves us to actually take on those facts and use it when we speak. I'm looking towards um, forward to a situation where the president will be at a forum, and journalists will ask him, "Sir, you didn't do this. You didn't do that." You know, but oftentimes many media professionals are they don't have their balls in place. So when they find themselves in such meetings. They really cannot ask questions that mm. will make the president shake beneath his feet. I've been to places where I'm about to ask uh, the former vice president very dangerous questions. All right. And he was taken off guard. So I think that any opportunity media professionals have, you have to put them on their toes. Because first, that's our responsibility. And secondly, I think we should resolve to have a country that works. Uh, mm. Many young persons also should understand that life within the real uh, activity of human beings okay. is more demanding than the social platforms. All right, thank then. you. Thank you so much. The Guru, sir. Mm -hmm. It's a Monday. Let's yeah. end Uluakadi and the Guru. Yes. <laughs> Please keep yourself out of trouble within the next seven days. <laughs> we shall be meeting again in a heavy manner. And again, may God preserve President Bolatinumbu so that he can deliver to us. But as long this is my own perspective. Mm. As long as a man finds it difficult to probe into some a few things, few dangerous things that the former president mm. committed against Nigeria, which he will find difficult to do because he was the national leader of the APC for those eight years. Meaning, he led the APC government committed those blunders against Nigeria. As long as he's an in, he will be unable to probe into this thing the difficulty of leaving the woods to the road might not be an easy journey mm. to jerusalem so uh, uh, it's going to be a long trek to freedom because of mandela wow and that means that if you want to bring it home to the younger generation if you're still sitting down they'll be sitting on a long thing Anyway, we'll draw the curtain here. Uh, this is day one. We're looking at governance. It's not that heated. But tomorrow, we'll be getting into more heated activities. We're talking education. We're talking uh, economic. We're talking uh, so many things uh, going on right now in Nigeria. Do not change that down. We want to thank uh, Professor all uh okay david to, to, <laughs> 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 professor 
Professor of Federalism and Strategic Studies, joining us all the way from Cardena, uh, that's the Nigerian Defense Academy, and uh, Mr. James Ugochuku. Thank you for making our time for your tight schedule in Bayelsa. We're going to any extent to bring you the right hands, the right voices that will make uh, Nigerians think, influence us to reason and uh, demand for our rights. My name is Oluwakade. We draw the curtain here on this special edition of Oluwakade and the Guru. Of course, it's 100-day review. Today is government. Tomorrow, do not change that dial. It gets hotter as we get into the week. Tomorrow actually makes it a hundred days. Sorry we couldn't take your WhatsApp messages, but let that conversation continue on social media at Lagos Talks 913, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and definitely YouTube. And this video is live on Facebook, so you can go back and rewatch it uh, even uh, after the show is over. Hi, did I hear you talking on Twitter? Oh, sorry, X. You know, when you talk X, it reminds me of all the bad <laughs> things that one has done. You're talking about your ex, you know. <laughs> All right, Mr. James, thank you so much. So we draw the curtain right here on X. Uh, X, that is, well, X, okay. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Paula is in the studio. <laughs> Paula, morning to you. Uh, and of course, definitely, before we wrap up, Mr. Denny Ikunu for making this special cameo appearance in the studio uh, this morning. Thank you. All right. Thank you Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation.